0: There were very few fashion shows and I was already a model and my idea was to inspire, to nurture, and to mentor models. So that's when I started learning fashion show production.
1: Do you find any uh, sexual harassment while you are looking for sponsorship? So I've never faced
0: any form of harassment. Sexual harassment? Yeah, sexual harassment. I've never faced any form of sexual harassment, but, but of course I'm sexy and, and I'm hot. So.
1: Hello everyone, my name is Resina Wilema. This is a Made in African show that brings you true and original stories of Africans in a growing movement, highlighting the craftsmanship, creativity, and entrepreneurial spirit of African designers, artisans, and businesses. What is your favorite food? Ha! Yeah, yeah. (laughs) In today's episode, we are with Ingrid Aulo, Kenyan former model, currently model coach, a fashion producer of jazz and fashion experience and fashion designer at Nilotika Clothing, brand-based in Kenya. How are you today?
0: I'm very good, thank
1: you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too. Yes, nice to be here. Thank you for having me today. Welcome. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, who is you?
0: Who am I? Yes. First of all, I'm nuanced. So I do so many things, uh, I'm, I'm a fashion designer, I'm currently the creative director of Nilotica, which is my fashion house, but I started off as a fashion model in Kenya. So I was a model for a very long time. So in the journey of modeling, I became a fashion show producer. So when I, um, I was a model, I saw the need, or i rather developed an interest in fashion show production because uh, many years ago i had a modeling agency called black dust so through black dust is where my interest sparked because i had models and there was no work so i i started uh, developing an interest in fashion show production so i had to create work for my models and that is where the interest came in so i started doing fashion show production and coaching models because there i had an agency with models but then The models are untrained, so I had to use my modeling knowledge into training the models.
1: Okay, okay. Actually, I think we also really get there deeper. We get there deeper. So, um, uh, let's say, um, who is in grid? Like, in terms of fashion, what is your favorite color in the fashion?
0: Uh, In fashion, I have many favorite colors. So I don't even have a specific favorite color in fashion because I'm very... Oh, you look fashionable I'm very, by the way. <laughs> thank you. Today, yes. I'm very diverse. So I cannot say I love red. I cannot say I love... Because today you'll find me in black. Tomorrow you'll find me in red. Another day you'll find me in white. Yes, so I enjoy playing with colors and I do not have a favorite color.
1: Okay. Yes. And um, what is your favorite food, if I may... I may? yeah yeah what keeps you what keeps you in that uh i love ugali
0: no so my body is because i work out and i take good care of myself but my favorite food is ugali and omena omena is our local cuisine which is very popular among people from the lake victoria so local name is omena I think English, it's called fingerlings. Okay. So that's my favorite meal.
1: Okay. Talking about a woman, African woman, being a fashion producer, so tell us how, what drive you to to be fashion producer? Why did you start the fashion, uh, producing fashion shows in Kenya?
0: Um, So I started producing fashion shows in Kenya because at the time, there were very few fashion shows. This is I'm talking about of uh, I think 15 15 or 13 years ago. There were very few fashion shows and I was already a model and my idea was to inspire, to nurture and to mentor models. So that's when I started learning fashion show production.
1: Okay. Yes. So um, having event or hosting event is it's not easy as uh, many people have been talking about like a fashion is not originally from Kenya, it's not from... Of course, talking about fashion shows, by the way, fashion in Africa, we always have fashion, but fashion shows, it's a new form of selling or presenting crowd. So um, what challenges have you faced? Have you been facing as a woman?
0: In fashion
1: show production? Yes, in fashion
0: production, yes. Uh, it's a lot of challenges. First of all, um, the main challenge is getting sponsorship. Because if you're doing a fashion show production, A fashion show production or a fashion show should be a tool for marketing so this tool for marketing it's a tool that you need to share with corporates companies and sponsors because you can't do it alone so you it's hard convincing a sponsor to see your fashion show as a tool of marketing so that is the first challenge that we are dealing with or rather I am dealing with as a fashion show producer because you need to convince a brand that this is a marketing exposure for you and they need to believe in you. So getting sponsorship is very challenging sometimes.
1: Uh, Yes, in terms of... um, Let's talk about the innovation in uh, fashion because uh, Kenya has... uh, I don't know how many fashion designers you have here in Kenya, but I assume there are many fashion designers in Kenya. So as a fashion producer... So how do you see the fashion industry in Kenya? Like in terms of creativity, variety, Mm. uniqueness, how do you see?
0: Mm. I think um, right now where we are at, we have a movement called Made in Kenya. Buy Kenya, wear Kenya. So I feel like where we are at right now, a lot of designers are putting in the work and a lot of Kenyans are starting to embrace that it's okay for me to wear an outfit made in Kenya, rather than importing an outfit. So we are at a place where Kenyan designers have shown a lot of creativity, a lot of hard work. And I'm actually even, I, I have, most of my outfits in my wardrobe are made in Kenya. It's just today that I'm casual.
1: Okay. Yes. So, and uh, that makes me to ask, what's the criteria? Because there's this um, saying of, copy paste mango African fashion designers, yes. as a, a women fashion producer, when you take the decision is to bring fashion designers in your shows. So what's the criteria do you um, see?
0: Uh, so I believe there's no design that has never existed before. There's nothing under this earth that has never existed before. So everything is just a recreation of what has already existed. So if we talk about copy pasting, unless somebody has copy pasted your design exactly the way it is, but I think a lot of designers know better that you can draw an inspiration from an already existing design, and there's nothing wrong with that. So you can borrow inspiration, and you can tweak design based on something you saw that you like. Because whether it's a sleeve, whether it's it's, it's a bodice, all these designs, already existed Mm -hmm. and then most of the designs that we are creating now and patterns are from vintage era so they were already there yes
1: Mm. so ingrid take us to to the fashion process itself Uh, so because some people they understand fashion a fashion show, some people they see learn a ways and blah, blah, blah. so take to the process. You you mentioned you've been a model yeah. and n- now you are producer of fashion. So creating a stage, putting the show together, so taking ex- show us the process what is making your fashion shows unique because mm. people say, you know, uh, fashion show with poor writing yeah. that is not uh, good fashion show. So take us in that uh, uh, journey. So the process, the uniqueness of, of your event. Yes. Mm.
0: So uh, first of all, what is making uh, my event that I produce unique is the story. So every event that I produce has a story. There's a why behind it. So if we take, for example, on the runway charity fashion show, The why behind it is to support the community, It's to give back to the community. That is the why behind it. Now, if we take for instance jazz and fashion experience, the why behind it is to support Kenyan made brands. So this is where we are calling upon fashion designers in Kenya to come and show their work. We are showing the Kenyan market that you can buy an outfit here and wear it and it can sustain you rather than importing an outfit. So all my fashion shows have a story. Now, other than the story, I have a checklist. So when I'm producing a fashion show, the first thing is, it's a, first, of, first of all, we have to look at the logistics. Where are we getting a stage from? Where are we getting sound from? Who is going to build the stage for us? Who is going to be the MC? Who is going to be the DJ? Where am I getting models from? So there's a whole checklist. And then every checklist has to be ticked to the bottom. And then that's when you have a show. Without all these checklists ticked, you don't have a show. And the main one is sponsor. You cannot run a show without a sponsor. So you have to start by sourcing for sponsors, having meetings with them, and then agreeing on terms and conditions. Yes.
1: Yeah. Mm. Uh, there are people saying there are no sponsors in the fashion. Why do you think uh, people sh- don't support fashion shows, events, In, the, in, in not only in the Kenya, it's, it's all over because... Uh, you meet uh, Ugandan producers telling you it's real to find sponsors who really give uh, a big stake. You know, when I say big stake is what you can get after this sh- after the show as a producer. So mm-hmm. why do you think uh, yes. there's no sponsors are not traced in the fashion in made in Kenya?
0: So I wouldn't really say there are no sponsors. I think sponsors are there, but you need to know which brands can align to the fashion because there are so many companies, but are they really interested in fashion? So if we take a betting company, a betting company is interested in sports. So if you're doing a fashion show and then you're approaching a betting company for sponsorship, they're gonna say no. So before you do your fashion show, you have to do your research and, 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 and identify Uh, companies that are interested in fashion so if you're a fashion show producer or a fashion show organizer then you need to target brands that are interested in fashion like makeup companies you should go to boutiques you should go to makeup companies you should go to skincare companies you should go to even sanitary towel companies so anything to do with women anything to do with fashion these are the first companies you need to target so this way it becomes easier and then you have to let them in on the story yeah, I feel like if you're a fashion show producer, just going to a sponsor and saying I need I need sponsorship, yeah, you, you need to let them in on the story and the journey, and mm-hmm. this way they'll be able to trust you. So I don't think there are no sponsors. I just think it's challenging mm-hmm. to get them, okay. but sponsors are there. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but I would, that makes me too, you know, to know to, to 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 think. Even our our viewers, they may now ask the, the question: So what's that, that does uh, Miss Ingrid Do how do you create a concept? How do you come up with a concept to say this is going to be a jazz fashion show, for example? So how do you come up with a concept?
0: Uh, so how we come up with a concept is that if you're a creative like me, you know, concepts come from nowhere. Inspirations come from nowhere. You could be walking down the road and then you see something and then it triggers a creativeness in you. So I feel like uh, how I come up with my concepts is just, it's random. They are so random. You could even be sleeping, and then you get a dream, and then you think, oh, maybe I should, you know, do something. Or you could even see another event somewhere that inspires you to create something even better or, yeah just to create an inspiration from it uh-huh.
1: yeah so let's talk about the trust like uh, because uh, as a woman uh how because sometimes you know um the people have a, this ki- kind of mentality in mind saying oh she's a woman a woman to manage the whole team of of, of event yeah so tell us you being a woman and Taking over, not taking over for men, but (laughs) managing a huge team, including men. How does people think and how does men in your team think about having a a female boss?
0: Uh, So I've been very lucky that the people I work with are very open-minded. So uh, I work with very open-minded men and women. So I've never honestly faced a challenge based on my gender. So I've never faced any challenge based on my gender. I also think it's because I don't focus on my gender. So when I'm working, I'm just working as me. I'm not working as a gender. So this is making work easier for me. But I, I think to, uh, to be where I am in product, production and as a creative, you really have, need to have a thick skin. So some of the things that are helping me is that I have a very thick skin. So whatever you tell me, even if you tell me a no, I'm okay with the no. Um, I mean, if you were to try to bring me down, I'm going to ignore you and just focus on my craft and my skills. So my attitude is helping me navigate the industry without focusing on my gender. Yes.
1: Um, Yes. Uh, That question then makes me to, you bring something about your gender. Yes. And uh, gender is something even um, everywhere but comes back here to Africa, we know men, they're head of the family, men dominating. Then that brings uh, harassment where uh, women have been harassed by men. So, do you find any uh, sexual harassment while we're looking for sponsorship from the different companies? If yes, <laughs> how do you handle that? Challenge if they it uh, arrives yeah. So I've
0: never faced any form of harassment.
1: Sexual harassment? Yeah,
0: sexual harassment. I've never faced any form of sexual harassment. But but of course I'm sexy and, and I'm hot. So definitely someone may be interested, but they've never said it upfront that you know I like you or do this before you get sponsorship. I've never experienced such a thing. So to be honest, I've never. And I've spons I've, I've been sponsored by a lot of companies led by men. I've never been harassed have never been made uncomfortable. So, yeah, again, I think it's my attitude.
1: Okay. Yeah. So um, this is very interesting. I know there are so many African women who want to put their shoes into your shoes. Yeah. So what advice can you give to African women, entrepreneurs who want to go for producing fashion shows what advice can you give them you feel they should know or put in your mind yeah yes
0: uh, first it's the mindset you have to believe it before you achieve it and forget about your agenda forget about your background forget about who people think you are so believe it so think about what you want to do and then believe in that thing that you want to do and go for that thing and start small yeah, start small, start with what you have, and just go for it. So I believe there's nothing that is unachievable.
1: Uh, Ingrid, I think that's a very challenging. You are saying <laughs> you start what you have. Yeah. But you have said area. You to have a good fashion show, you have to have a good stage, you say that, you have to have lighting, yeah. you have to have light. But how can you... Start what you have.
0: Yeah, so let me tell you you my first fashion uh, show.
1: Upcoming uh, fashion producers. My
0: first fashion show, I was 23 years old. So I had nothing. All right. The only thing I had were models and a venue because the the, the club owners were very kind to give me a venue. Guess what I did? I spoke to friends. All right. One friend said, I'll bring for you a red carpet. So there was no stage. We used a red carpet. The models walked on a red carpet. How much is a red carpet? At those days, a red carpet was almost even less than 5K. Then another friend said, I'm coming to take pictures. So I didn't create a huge budget. I used what I had. I had models who were willing to model for free because this was also an exposure for them. Then I had a friend who was willing to bring in a red carpet. Then I had another friend or friends who were fashion designers who traveled all the way from Nairobi to support me in Kisumu for free. Yes. Start with what you have. Talk to people around you. See how they can help you. You cannot sit on a dream because you don't have money. Try. At least say, I tried, I used my networks, and I failed. I used all my networks when I began. Yeah.
1: This is very inspiring, actually. Yes. Uh, so you were saying that um, if you are a woman who wants to do fashion producing, don't dream bigger. Yeah. Start on what you have. No, That's dream, very, dream big. Very interesting. No, That's no, no, no. Dream
0: big, but mm-hmm. start with what you have.
1: What you have. Okay. Yes,
0: and also use your contacts. See how they can help you. Now, when we talk about sponsorship, remember you can still go to a sponsor with nothing and say, "Listen, this is the concept that I have. I want to do a show. How can you help me?" And the sponsor will say, "All right, I'll help you with a venue." And then what I expect to get in return is sales. Yeah, so it's also butter trade. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. So you just have to be strategic. Yeah, it's about butter trade. The venue owner will say, we are giving you a venue, we expect sales. A friend will say, I'm giving you a carpet, but please mention my name or mention my brand. Mm -hmm. Your photographer friend will say, please mention my brand. Mm -hmm. Let me give out my business card. So it's a win-win at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. But you realize at the end of the day, you may not use so much money. Mm -hmm. If you're somebody also who has a people skill, Mm-hmm. People skill is also very important in all the work that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You need to have a people skill. You need to know how to talk to people. And mm-hmm. then you also need to know how to maintain those contacts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so don't just use people when you need them. And mm-hmm. then afterwards, get rid of them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is very interesting. Yeah. And um, uh, that brings us to tell our audience and the viewers that this is the first part of the interview we are having with uh, Ingrid. So what we are uh, doing and bring it to you, we have mentioned is someone who is very talented in fashion, in really fashion. Remember, she's a fashion designer, she's a fashion producer. She's also model coach where she will also say something about that in a short trip. So our next part now we're going to go through who is ingrid as a fashion designer we have heard she's been producing a show but before we go there i want to ask her one more questions about how she sees uh, the fashion industry in kenya the future of fashion industry in kenya as a fashion producer so how do you see the future of uh, fashion industry in kenya
0: it's really growing let's say in 10 20 years it's gonna be big i think in 10 20 years everybody will be wearing made in kenya pieces I think we may even abolish secondhand, Yeah, in a few coming years. So the more we will even be producing more, the more the prices will be fair. So I see that it's a, it's a big and it's an ever-growing market. And we are headed somewhere.
1: OK. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening us. So uh, we we'll see you next time in the next episode. And thank you, Ingrid, for your time for today. Uh, we see our viewers in the next episode. All right. All right. Thank you for listening our first episode. See you next time with your host Celestina Wirema.